You're listening to the Before Midnight Podcast with your host, Felicia and Jessica. Grab your Bible and a cup of something warm. We're going to chat about making the most of the magically transformed lives we've been given. Welcome back to the podcast. We are so glad that you are joining us today, and we are going to talk about a very exciting and thrilling topic, stewarding the mundane in our lives. (laughs) That really sets us up for failure. (laughs) That's true. But but if you think about it, this is something we all deal with literally on a daily basis. And I think Mm -hmm. for me, I think this topic kind of hits me this time of year. The holidays are over. You know, I've got all my New Year's goals and I'm going back to life. It's winter, so there's not much going on, Mm -hmm. at least not for me. And... I'm just day in and day out doing the things that I need to do. And I think it's just a time, you know, it's still dark outside, you know, and it, the ho- like I said, the holidays are over. So you just kind of feel like there's a long stretch before anything exciting happens. It's true. For me being my birthday in April. And it's just like, yeah. you know, you just kind of feel almost stuck sometimes, I think. Like yeah. stuck in a rut and it can feel a little depressing. And so I think changing our perspective a bit on what it means to actually steward the mundane in our life could be really beneficial in this time of year. Yeah, for sure. I like already kind of felt myself starting to be like, okay, so what's next? You got back from vacation <laughs> yesterday. That's what I'm saying. It's oh like God. a really fast. And I usually, once the year starts up, I start to work back into it and it's like, oh, okay, we're good. But there is that temptation right after Christmas is over, specifically after New Year's over, right? Yeah. It's like, yeah. then you start to feel like, okay, so what's the next big thing, you yeah. know? Um, but with the mundane, it's kind of like, what do we think of when we think of that word mundane? And I looked up the definition of it and it actually said, of this earthly world rather than a heavenly or spiritual one. And I thought that was super interesting because I think a lot of the times um, in our life when we're doing our day-to-day, we're going to work or you know we're with our family and we're grocery shopping and everything, we see it on such a earthly like earthly level, you know, because all of that stuff is very, um, one, like you do it day after day after day. And it starts to feel like there's maybe not a huge purpose to it. Um, but a verse in the Bible, it says in Psalms 18, uh, 24, that this is a day that the Lord has made. And so every single day, God has actually created that day for a purpose. And it might not seem like a big purpose at the time, but he is in our every day and he like owns our day and he has plans for us and he has plans for us to grow, you know? And so actually no day is technically mundane because it always involves like a a heavenly purpose of God. Absolutely. I know that's not always the first thing I think when I wake up in the morning. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) This is the day the Lord has made. And I've actually started to think of that verse. I've tried because I don't think about it, but whenever I'm feeling like a little bit discouraged or feeling like, oh, you know, this is just going, going, doing the same thing over and over. I think about that and it really does like give me a little mm-hmm. bit of pep in my step. And then there's other days that I don't feel yeah, like no, that. It's true. It's true. And it's, it's, you're not always going to feel it. And yeah. we're not even going to sit here and tell you that 
there's a way to make it to where all the mundane things you have to do suddenly always feel exciting. No. But I yeah. think just shifting our perspective on maybe the importance of it mm-hmm. um, and what it really means. Because like you said, the mundane is really just these earthly things. And this is what the Lord has given us to steward. And being a steward is a responsibility and a privilege. Mm-hmm. And so a scripture that I was thinking of is in Ephesians 4, 1 through 3. It says, So I, the prisoner for the Lord, appeal to you to live a life worthy of the calling to which you have been called. That is, to live a life that exhibits godly character, moral courage, personal integrity, and mature behavior. A life that expresses gratitude to God for your salvation, with all humility, forsaking self-righteousness, and gentleness, maintaining self-control, with patience, bearing one another in unselfish love. And I love how it says all of these things that we're supposed to have, right? Like um, godly character, moral courage, personal integrity, mature behavior, and then a dash. And then what is this? Mm. A life that expresses gratitude to God for your salvation. And when I read that, it really made me think like, you know what? That's really what this is. When you're taking care of your home, when you're buying groceries, when you're taking care of a project at work, when you're listening to a friend who needs to be heard, all of these things that we steward that seem so insignificant in the moment, they're in a lot of ways, they're serving other people. They're doing other things, right? They're serving your work. They're serving your friends. They're serving your family. But it's also expressing your gratitude to God for his salvation in your life. Mm. And I think at the end of the day, if we just shifted our perspective that way of all of these things that we're doing to steward the mundane is actually worship and gratitude back to God. Yeah. It really changes all of the unseen things that we do because the one who sees us is the one that we're worshiping with these things that we're doing. Yeah. Like, and just honestly a lot of times it is easy to focus on those things that you're doing like work and like if you have kids you know taking care of them and getting them to their practices in school but mm-hmm. sometimes I'll just be living my day-to-day and I'll just kind of think about and be reminded of like how cool the world is with like Jesus and his salvation like you just mentioned like just remembering what this world actually is it's like Mm -hmm. a god that created it and like we're his children and we're part of like a heavenly kingdom (laughs) like kind of um i've seen tattoos about like uh i don't know what it looked like but it's something about like having a heavenly uh perspective or something or keeping your eyes on i don't know but anyway so you're like doing this it's like that, <laughs> and i think that's sign language for something so i'm yeah. like what are you saying and the podcast people like don't even know what i'm doing a hand signals She's making motions by her temple so <laughs> but just like having a um a heavenly view sometimes um and it, there's a verse about that like kind of just keeping your eyes on the spiritual sometimes and that's not always practical like of course you're having to live your day to day but just being reminded of like wow what's actually happening behind the scenes is like this amazing thing like you know we talk about Narnia a lot it's like (laughs) you read Narnia and you watch it it's like that's actually kind of what's happening on the day to day you know absolutely those books will shift your perspective (laughs) (laughs) that is true um But when you were talking, I also thought about, so if the mundane sounds like, you know, when we're living day to day, day in and day out doing the same things, then what does the non-mundane look like? Like, how how do I perceive it? And it's kind of like, oh, it's when we're going on vacations and it's when we're doing we're getting a new job and like stuff Mm -hmm. is going well for us generally. Like we don't think of the non-mundane as like stuff going wrong, but like when stuff is going well, but in the mundane, in that day to day, I feel like that's actually when we grow the most, you Mm -hmm. know, like there's, 
um, seasons of growth and their seasons of learning and then their seasons of the fruit. And I feel like in the mundane seasons is when we are learning a lot. And I think that's because in those days, that's when we are dealing with people the most. It's like we're dealing with our family. Um, we're, you know, working with coworkers and it's like, uh, like choosing to walk in the spirit and like choosing love and choosing to, you know, that first iron sharpens iron. Mm -hmm. And it's like when you're living with these people day in and day out, those are giving you those skills that will grow you for those non-mundane, you know, mm -hmm. air quotes, <laughs> those non-mundane seasons where you're like, you know, something is accomplished and you're moving mm -hmm. somewhere and stuff like that. And you know, life doesn't really happen in those like high moments. It's like you might yeah. have a few really great memories from a vacation or a really great night celebrating a promotion at work, but our life, I mean, when we're actually filming this episode, it's actually New Year's Eve. So yeah. sorry to pop the bubble, but... Um, <laughs> the illusion. <laughs> the illusion. We changed our outfit. But it's actually New Year's Eve. And yeah. it's just thinking back, I was just doing this, I think, yesterday, just getting ready for, you know, having friends over and celebrating the new year. And I was just thinking, sorry, my hat fits really weird. I, I don't know. It looks good. <laughs> it's like not balanced on my head. I was thinking back on this year and just all of the things that Jeff and I went through and got memories on. And yeah, there were some really cool, amazing things that were, you know, just flat out awesome. But most of the fun memories, I actually printed out a bunch of photos from this year and put them all over our home because I never do that. And in every photo I look at, I realize that was actually not like just an easy moment. Mm -hmm. You know, it wasn't just like, the high point of the year. It was actually in the midst of work or in the midst of a difficult situation or, you know, but we, we, like you said, we had friends, we got together, we had conversations, we accomplished stuff. Like life is really life is lived right now in all of those in-between moments outside of Felicia's air quotes, right? Like it's, that's <laughs> where life is happening. Yeah. And if we wait to enjoy our lives when you go on vacation, Jeff, I used to try to surprise Jeff for his birthday. I did that last year. We're done with that. We're done. We're done. He, I don't think, enjoys surprises as much as I do. Oh, God, I love surprises. But, Brian's the same way, though. Really? So it's like, I'm maybe learning it's that a, as maybe, well. Maybe, yeah. But I, and I like surprises, but something that I learned about Jeff, too, is that he really likes the anticipation of something. Mm. And I get that because I'm very much the same way. I will look forward to a Disney trip for three months, you know? Me and too. then I go on the trip, and it's amazing, and I have a good time, but... I also really enjoyed the three months going. <laughs> there was a really was a loud really noise outside. Sound. I don't know if you could hear it. I thought so. Like an, Alicia just you, thought it was the funniest. Thing I thought in the world. UFO was like landing on your. It sounded really loud. Anyway, we live near an airport. Okay, <laughs> um, but that's what it, was. it might be it. But he really likes the anticipation of things. And so this year, I, I told him my idea. And now he's really excited and he's helping to plan it and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so. If we just wait to enjoy our lives in those high moments, like we're never going to really have a lot of joy in our life. We mm -hmm. have to enjoy the everyday and the things we do might not always be super fun, but we can find joy in those things. And I think that's really where um, life is lived. And I know for me, the thing that I probably struggle the most with with this is complaining and I, I don't know why, but I think I, I don't complain to other people a lot, but I complain to Jeff. I complain to maybe my closest friends and, <laughs> and it's just like, there's something in us that just when we start complaining, we just want to complain more. And I don't think I complain too much, but I don't know. I know I don't. complain you quite don't. a bit, but I notice that when I start complaining, 
I don't get more joyful, right? I actually get, sometimes I'll actually start out by just talking about something that's frustrating and I'm not upset. I'm just kind of explaining what's going on and I keep talking and keep talking and keep talking and now I'm angry. Now I'm like, how dare they? And I'm just like in this situation Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden my emotions get involved in it and I'm like, what did I just do to myself? Yeah. And I find it interesting that in the, um, I almost said Garden of Eden, when the children of Israel left Egypt... (laughs) Very different situation. When the children of Israel left Egypt, I, I, don't, I haven't verified this myself, but I've heard several ministers say this, that the trip that the children of Israel were meant to take from Egypt to the promised land was about an 11-day journey. And they took it in 40 years. <laughs> and when you think of it that way, I mean, maybe it wasn't 11 days, but that's still a pretty big gap. That is. And you think like, what happened? And mm-hmm. I think there's probably several reasons for that. I think they were trained. They were all this stuff. But one of the things that it says is they complained. And I've heard yeah. it said before, when you complain, you remain. And I think when we complain about our situations and our, our mundane tasks and the things we have to do and our responsibilities and we complain, it means we're going to remain. All right. You know, God's not punishing us. He has good things for us. But if we're not going to learn these lessons... And we're not going to own up to our responsibilities and we're not going to learn how to find joy in the midst of these things. Like, all right, we're going to need to go around the mountain again. You know, yeah. like you, you got to yeah. learn this lesson because what's coming next is going to, isn't going to be any easier, mm-hmm. but you can find more joy, but you've got to learn it now. You can't wait till you have a bigger home to learn how to clean your home. Right. Yeah. I had to learn that lesson, you know, and you can't wait until you have a, the job of your, or the career of your dreams before you work hard and respect your, your bosses at the job you have. It just doesn't work that way. Yeah. And so it's just important for us to learn it now in these moments because it opens up the doors for us in the future yeah and i have found because i i noticed i feel like maybe i've always complained a bit but i've noticed it more in myself like the last couple years um i think we've all found more complaining in the last few years with an international pandemic yeah that could be it (laughs) and um i notice it's like and this is obvious but it's like i look back and i'm like it never makes a situation any better and, and I'm like talking to myself right now, but it's like, it never makes it better. And whenever, um, like whenever I'm going through something like that, like what if I had not complained? What if I had like looked for something good in it? It would have made it so much more enjoyable. And so it's kind of like we, you know, we kick ourselves when we do that. But you had said something earlier about like making, um, the day to day, like storing it and making it not waiting for those big trips to enjoy your life. Yeah, yeah. And I was thinking that about that as well because like I think sometimes I fall into living for the weekend oh, kind of mentality. I'm living for the week. Yeah. <laughs> Michael <laughs> Scott. Week. <laughs> <laughs> but when I've noticed that I do that sometimes and it's like like we're like, "Oh, do you want to make this fun recipe?" It's like, "Yeah, let's make it on Friday. Do you want to go see this like you want to go out to this new restaurant? Let's do it on Saturday." And it's like putting like it's like I, your fun days it's like our fun days and our non-fun days your right? non-fun days <laughs> but the problem with that is that we have five days versus <laughs> <That's> so <two>. <laughs> true <laughs> like I love taking baths and um Ooh, like yes. bubble baths I love it but I'm always like oh like I'll take I'll do it on Friday and so I have Friday and Saturday that I'm doing all what? these like a hundred you know, Wednesdays are my bubble bath days and I've appreciated because that. it's halfway yeah. through the week it's actually a exactly. little over halfway and then yeah. you're like oh, this is nice. (laughs) Yeah. So that's just like a little tip I've started to try to incorporate in my life. Don't wait until the weekend 
to just do all these things that you're wanting to do yeah. because I found like I look forward so much to Friday and then I'm like dreading and it's like oh why maybe it's because I only allow myself to have fun like a little oh, bit wow. fun in the imagine that <laughs> yeah exactly so there you go my little tip <laughs> yeah that was free <laughs> so what are some of the areas that we're meant to steward in our lives I think we're all aware of these things but I think just kind of talking about them sometimes helps us realize that we're not alone in these struggles and we're not alone in these mundane things that we all have to do mm-hmm. but one of the first ones that comes to mind and probably the one that comes to mind the most is our homes and families and I think that's one that I think hits us a lot and it's the most obvious when we think about this, you know, taking care of your home, cleaning, cooking meals, um, taking care of your family, making sure they're good, you know, taking care of the finances, like all the stuff that goes into homemaking, I think can also really suck up a lot of your time. And it feels to me, it's the stuff that feels the most repetitive For and sure. mundane in that yeah. sense of just like, I did the dishes. How is the sink full again? Just like, you know, kind of like that's the stuff that tends to get under my skin. I don't know mm-hmm. about you. Oh yeah, absolutely. That out of everything for sure. It feels like the most mundane as well. Um, and I saw this is a, this is kind of the same, like we don't have kids, but I did see a post one time and it was like a satirical post, but it was saying that the mom said that she got nothing accomplished today while she was, uh, while she was raising precious souls. <laughs> and it's like, that's literally, I have, and you know, so many moms and I totally understand like it's, you know, there's so much being a mom and there's so much that it feels very mundane. Um, but it's crazy because you think about like parents, what they're doing every day and they're raising these like these human beings that could grow up to do great things. But we just are thinking about it like with cleaning the house. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, it, it just feels so mundane. But I don't know. I just thought of Karate Kid. You know, it's like you're learning you're learning lessons like wax on, wax off wax or something on, a little off. bigger, right? <laughs> it's so true. And, you know, if you want more in your life, if you'd like to have a bigger home, if you'd like to have more people over if you'd Mm -hmm. like to you know do all these things it's like well what are you doing with the things you have Mm -hmm. and I think a lot of it if we shifted our perspective we would realize that when we do these things we're sowing into our futures yeah you know other people might not see most people aren't going to see 98 percent of the things that you do but Mm -hmm. those are seeds that are being planted in your future the same with your kids you know everything you sow in your kids is being planted into their futures as well yeah and just it shifting our perspective on these tasks. I mean, just being grateful that I can clean my home and being grateful that I can cook meals and, you know, just finding ways to enjoy it too. You know, I have been known to have a glass of kombucha while I go around cooking dinner <laughs> and I listen to my podcast, yeah. not my, not this podcast, but I listen mm-hmm. to other podcasts while exactly. I cook. And I think you can find little ways. I think it's actually important to find little ways to enjoy those things because that way you actually, you know, you might not always look forward to it, but the enemy wants you to be so discouraged by it that you don't, like you almost see it as a bad thing. Yeah. Like, oh, you have to do the dishes again? Mm-hmm. You have to clean this house again? These people are so messy, right? Like mm-hmm. no one appreciates what you do. They just ruin it as soon as you do it. It's like, that's what the enemy wants to get you to do. But what we can do is come in and go, no, I am so grateful that I am able to serve this way. I am yeah. so grateful that I can serve my family, that I can raise these children, that I can be a help to my husband as he's working. Like I can do these, whatever your situation is, that you can actually serve in this way. And that it's a godly, godly thing that is actually quite overlooked in our culture today. Yeah, absolutely. And I was, I think I mentioned this on the last episode that 
a lot of the things that are of the world, it's like the opposite for God. And I feel like a lot of the stuff that we view as the mundane is actually the biggest stuff in God's eyes, like yeah. us growing in those moments, us raising kids or us, you know, learning how to be a better wife or a better husband or a better employee, you know, like working for the Lord instead of man, like all these things that we're learning in those day-to-day moments are the most important things to God. And speaking of work, that's another area. Yes. <laughs> for me, absolutely. And um, we both work for Andrew Womack at a ministry. And one thing I love is that he mentions a lot about like remembering the higher purpose to what you do. Mm-hmm. Because so I'm an admin assistant and a lot of the stuff I do, is just like I'm at my desk, you know, it can be mundane to a certain extent. And it's a lot of like, you know, paperwork and whatever and like stuff like that. And then I think about, well, I am at a ministry and, you know, the stuff that I'm doing is necessary for the other person to do what they need to do. And eventually you realize if all of us weren't working together to do the stuff that seems mundane and the stuff that seems less mundane, these people's lives wouldn't be getting changed, you know? And it's not like in... um, it's not like it's like trying to say it in a way of, I'm forgetting the word, the opposite of humility. Pride. <laughs> yeah, pride. It's not like pride. It's like, oh, well, I'm doing this. But just seeing that what you do actually has a higher purpose. Yes, absolutely. And that's what the, like we said, the enemy doesn't want you to think about yeah. is, is that bigger purpose, the spiritual concept behind what you're doing. Mm-hmm. But I remember back in the day, I mean, I've had many jobs, as I know you have. Like I've had many different jobs. I'm so grateful for the job I have now. And I would say it is more of a career type job. It's what I love, Mm -hmm. but this has not always been what I did. You Mm -hmm. know, I coached gymnastics. I worked for a catering company. I worked, you know, I remember sitting at, you know, 12 a.m. to 1 a.m. and folding the panty drawer at Victoria's Secret, which is not fun, by the way. <laughs> no, because that gets messy. I was just it, there the other day. <laughs> it is the worst ever. Okay, yeah. and then oh, one of my one of my worst jobs. This this place was a great place. It had nothing to do with the place, but my personality is not like this. I'm very introverted, and I worked at a shoe store. That basically, what I had to do is. For every customer that walked in that asked to try on a pair of shoes, I had to go in the back and I had to get them the shoe they wanted in that size, a sh- the shoe they wanted in a size a half size above or below, just in case, um, a, a similar shoe to the one that they picked out, and then my personal favorite. I hope you had a basket because I that had is a to lot bring shoes. four <laughs> shoes. Imagine when someone wanted to try on three. You know, I don't think it quite oh worked that goodness. way, but how horrible it's like this person does not want four shoes they asked for one shoe and it was so hard for me and I did so bad and I didn't work there very long and then I started working at a restaurant but it was like I, I tried my best and I just kept finding things and I think what's really important when it comes to your job is you can't wait until you have a job worth having that you respect the bosses and you do all this before you start respecting the job and putting Mm -hmm. your best foot forward and respecting your bosses because that lesson is being learned now, Mm -hmm. wherever you're at, you're learning that lesson now, or you're not learning that lesson now. And that's why we keep going around the same mountain, right? Why isn't that working out? Why isn't it working out? Mm -hmm. What lessons are we not learning? 
And I think that's something that's really important to realize when it comes to our jobs. And even now, even though I have a job that I love and it's not just a job, I still have to remind myself, like when things get difficult or I'm in a frustrating situation, how am I handling myself? Because that's going to determine, you know, what happens in my future yeah. as well. How am I being a good coworker? How am I being a good employee? And all of those things. Yeah. I like, I'm thinking back and I'm trying to remember, I feel like every single job I've had has been laying some sort of base for the next one. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even realize it. And I didn't know why, like, why am I needing these skills? Yeah. But it's like, because you're going to need them for the next level. And if you don't develop that now, you're not going to be ready, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's, it's actually just really cool because then you're seeing how God is patient, but he's also working behind the scenes and like, he has so much, um, he has so much grace on us. Cause he's like, okay, I'm going to try to teach this again and again. And I'm, my hand is in this, you know, mm-hmm. cause I look back and I'm like, oh yeah, I would have needed that to do what I'm doing now. Yes, absolutely. I yeah. need to know how to fold those panties. <laughs> <laughs> like we said, what was it? Karate kid. <laughs> Karate, wax on, wax Wax off. off. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Same thing. I wish I had worn one of those uh, things around my head the, with the tie. Oh, like, out? yeah, I know what you mean. I don't know what it's called. But <laughs> another area that I don't think is really fun to talk about, but super important that we're meant to steward is our health and, and our bodies. Mm. And I was thinking about this. I was actually just out to dinner with a friend who's pregnant. And she, we were just kind of talking about the things with being pregnant, what to eat, what not to eat, right? How to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting that when a woman's pregnant, right? We, we think so much about like, I got to take care of the baby. I got to take care of the baby, right? Like normally this is like how it goes. It's like, you're so concerned with even the things you eat, the things you put on your skin, like the things you listen to because you want to protect that baby and you want to make sure it's healthy. And yet when we're not pregnant, <laughs> you know, it's like, we don't always take that same concern. And yeah, maybe we don't need to take the same kinds of concerns, but really we're meant to steward our bodies and our health, right? Like, just like God told us. I mean, we're not going to have these bodies in heaven, but there are vehicles for being here on the earth. And I just think it's one of those things that we overlook. It's not about, you know, dieting and having the flattest stomach and having the most shred abs, but it's also not about just not caring about ourselves and letting ourselves fall apart. But another area we steward ourselves is in our health and just making sure that we're healthy and strong so we can do what God's called us to do. Yeah. And I think that's why it's so good that we use the word stewarding because with our bodies too like god said that um these are like our bodies are actually his temple like they're no longer ours but his yeah and so when we view it in that light it's like this is a temple of god Mm -hmm. that's that makes it so awesome but i love that you said too like with the working out you know if our view and our goal is Mm -hmm. just to look better i feel like that's never been a motivation well it's never gonna well (laughs) like that honestly i was gonna say yeah yeah (laughs) different well it's not it's never gonna be enough either it's never gonna be enough enough. yeah that's true and i feel like when i think about it like that it maybe it's yeah this could be just be like a personality flaw but I feel like that's never motivated me to stick with it like it'll motivate me in the beginning Mm. but it'll never motivated me to stick with it you know Mm -hmm. okay another area that I think is important to talk about with stewarding the mundane in our Mm -hmm. lives is our relationships 
And yes, obviously our marriage, <laughs> right? That's a really important one. But I think sometimes we, as Christians, we know that, we get that, we think about that, but then we don't always think about the other relationships in our lives, mm-hmm. right? There's our friends, there's the people that we share things with and they share with us. But then there's also the people that God just has kind of called us to love and to listen to. And it's like, how are we handling that? We don't always choose the people that God puts in our life. Mm -hmm. You know, we always joke that, you know, we have those sandpaper people, right? But if God brought that person in your life, they're there for a reason. And it may Mm -hmm. not be the reason you think. It could just be to listen and to love them. But if you're wanting influence and you're wanting to reach more people, the first thing we need to do is look at the people God's already brought us. Because if we mishandle the people that are in our lives now, God's not about to bring us more of his kids so we can hurt them, Mm -hmm. right? He loves them too much and he loves us too much if it's going to destroy our hearts in the process. Yeah. And there are relationships. We've talked about this on a previous episode. Like there are relationships that God might be trying to pull us out of, but I feel like too often, at least in our culture, it seems like too often we go towards that right away when something bad happens. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, well, like, you know, this person's not helping me grow anymore. And then it's just like a, you cut them off kind of yeah. thing. But I just mentioned this verse recently, but it's like that iron sharpens iron. You know, if, if we're cutting out the people in our life that we're, um, that we rub it the wrong way of those sandpaper people, mm-hmm. then we really don't have anything left that's going to like yeah. help us learn or grow or anything like that. <laughs> that's so true. The yeah. worst situation you could find yourself in is being surrounded by people who don't tell you the truth. Yeah. You know, that is one of, I think it's a scary, I think we should be scared of ending up in that situation because a lot of people are, I'm sure like a lot of celebrities end up in that situation. And it's very sure. sad because how do you know? How, like, how do you know? Like, I know I'm very confused in a lot of ways, right? Like, I know I need help. I know I don't see everything correctly. And it makes me so happy to know that I have friends who love me enough to tell me when I'm being weird right now. <laughs> no, but it's good to have yeah. friends like that. And and to, to steward that well, also, like you said, doesn't mean to just hang on when you should be letting go. Mm-hmm. You know, being mm-hmm. a good steward is knowing when to hold on and when to let go, when to listen and when to walk away. And so I think just kind of approaching our relationships more with that mentality of just like, how am I stewarding the people in my life? Yeah. You know, and the different levels of friendship, because you're not going to be best friends with everybody, you know, but that doesn't mean you can't love and listen to people. Yeah. I've like this, a lesson I've had to learn as I've gotten older is I was even more introverted when I was younger, like more shy, and I would really only want to reach out to people if they reached out to me first, because I was like, okay, I know they want to see me if they reach out to me, but if I reach out to them, you know, maybe they're tired of me at that point. And so it's like, that's a terrible way to try to make friends because then that person, you're not thinking about the other person who's like, if I just, I'm only reaching out to them. They obviously don't want to see me. It's like, so I've had to learn like to, you know, store those relationships. If I want people in my life, it's, I have to put effort into it too, you know, and I have to take those risks with people and realize like, you know, maybe it's not all just about me feeling like I'm liked, like maybe they need me reaching out to them. Like maybe they need me putting a hand out to them too. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I think really at the end of the day, it just really is nice to take a look at the things that are in our life and just shift our perspective because they're not going to change. I mean, 
you know, we're not going to have to not do the dishes, right? We're not going to have to like not, you know, talk to our friends or go to work and stuff. And so we might as well see that as the moments that make up our life. And so we need to find ways to have joy with them. And we need to find ways to grow in those moments because, I mean, I don't want to keep circling the mountain every single time in these areas of my life. And Mm -hmm. so this year, I think it'd be good just for us to kind of maybe shift our perspective a bit on these different areas of our life and see them as not just an opportunity to grow and to become a better person, but also, you know, to worship God and show him how thankful we are that we get to have these things in our life. Cause there's so many people who don't always have what you have. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like a life is a lot just about perspective, you know, and gratefulness is like a huge shift for perspective. And it honestly makes life a lot more enjoyable makes it a lot more enjoyable yeah so i hope that you enjoyed this episode (laughs) and if you did then please like it and subscribe to the podcast because we've got some fun series coming up for you guys really Mm -hmm. soon and we're really excited about it you won't want to miss them yes and also if you didn't know you can check us out on instagram and facebook and make sure to come back for next week's episode